Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's been a writer for stuff.co.nz for a long time. One of the senior sports writers there. Covers rugby league in depth for them as well. That is David Long. He joins us this morning. Good morning, David. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, good morning, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, it was great to read your opinion piece yesterday because I think, you know, too many people um, or a lot of people sort of just focus on the thirty nil win over the Kangaroos and 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 nothing beyond that. But for me, uh, that is like being absolutely stoked. You've been given an Oreo milkshake with the whipped cream on the top and all the bits and the big fancy straw coming out of it, uh, but you're not thinking about the cow. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, that's an unusual way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> not on myself, to be honest, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was a special day. Unfortunately, also remembered for a day when not many, that many people turned up to watch them play, really, which was, uh, which, which was very sad. Um, how few people were in Hamilton that day, but it was an incredible day. And, you know, I've, I've read it, it's one of the best days, you have to say, one of the best days in the history of rugby league in New Zealand to, to beat Australia like that. But, um, you know, how quickly things have changed and we're already, um, we're looking for for a new coach, and um, I think uh, just on that though, I think the the, the experience in this uh, Kiwis team means that they can they can sort of continue momentum. Won't be like starting again under a new coach when you got guys like James Fisher Harris, uh, Nelson Osofa Tolomona, uh, Joe Manu, and, and and the others. You know, it's uh, you're talking about world class experienced players. You know, who mm. can quite easily help any new coach that comes into the team to continue on how they've been going. Yeah, and everyone sort of misses that point, um, don't they, David, that the talent doesn't change. The talent doesn't change, and, and the talent has been getting gradually better for the last 20 years to so the position where now they go out and they can beat Australia by 30 points. And, and they've had good um, examples of that since 2008. They win the World Cup, 2010, they win the Four Nations. Um, they cut, They come out, they, they win tournaments. They go to number one in 2012. They um, end up with this win of 30-0 on the weekend. So it says that talent doesn't change. So the focus then comes back on, well, what is the coaching position here in New Zealand look like? I'm just going to read something that you wrote yesterday, and, and this is a quote from Michael Maguire. I never wanted to go, but the NZRL want to go on a different path, and I just want to wish them well. Now, what do you think Michael Maguire means by that, and what do you think the NZRL said to Michael for him to make that point? Well, I think, um, you know, I think what Michael means is that this path is that they wouldn't let him do both jobs, you know, and I write that. That goes on there to say that the NZR didn't want to change the path that they were on. Um, but Michael's the one who's made this decision. Um, you know, I, I, I know, like, you know, when um, people talk about the process and they had to sort of um, make a decision and uh, that Michael couldn't do both jobs. You know, and but I also, I think, um, you know, I mean, I think I, what Michael did, I think I'm, I'm quite critical of it in terms of, like, you know, he... He did an incredible job for the Kiwis after all, they, for all those years. 
Um, and then as soon as he gets off of the New South Wales jobs, he's ready. He's willing to dump everything he's done, everything he's built and achieved, just to coach uh, New South Wales in state origin for three games in a year. You know, and, and I do think it brings into question his loyalty to to the to the Kiwis to to do that and to and to be so quickly to dump him. And if he didn't get his own way to do both jobs, and he had the choice, you know, um, to do is in. And Zanariel said to him, look, you can't do both. You either stay with the Kiwis or you go to New South Wales. And he went to the New South Wales. And I think that's very disappointing him to do that. Yeah. And, and talk, talk a little bit about that, um, that discussion, because I think you've mapped that out really well in and around the conflict that you would have if you decided to do both. And you, and you had a choice, because this is all about the Australians changing rules to suit origin. And you, and you map that out in and around player eligibility. If a player decides to play Origin, for instance, and, and Michael's got that kid in New South Wales, he's a Kiwi but wants to play Origin, he actually then goes into the Australian pathway system, doesn't he? Because it's he then he can play for Australia or he can play second tier at, at, um, at the Pacific Island level. So just explain to our listeners what you actually mean by that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's an... Uh, it's an the option to play um, to play for uh, play for New South Wales or Queensland and Samoa and Tonga, um, you know, is an appealing one for players who are eligible for both because they can also eligible for New Zealand because because they can get the money for on the prestige of playing Origin football, and then they can also um, play rep footy for the for Samoa or Tonga. It, you know, and, and I think it's. Uh, I don't, I don't know how Michael would why he would handle any situations like that. I, I haven't heard him say anything how he would, would do that. How he talked to a player who's eligible for both. How, what hat would he wear? You know, does he say to you come and play for New South Wales, or does he say well, go and play for Blue New Zealand? Uh, and it's an impossible situation, and it doesn't happen too often. I know it's not it's not a hell of a lot of players like that, but there are players like that. You know, um, and. Uh, uh, I just think it, it, it's too awkward for, for, for well, and as the NZRL board thought as well, you know, it's too difficult for, for and it's to work around that situation. So let's talk about the, it doesn't happen too often, because that's a really interesting comment when I hear that. It doesn't happen too often. Back in my day, us beating the kangaroos, or even thought about being number one in the world, okay? That's never, never happened that often. Well, it, it has happening often. In origin, it never happened that often. Okay. Well, there was never Kiwis or Pacific Islanders playing an Origin level. That's never too never never happened at all. But now it's happening, and I can give you three examples of that, and I can give you a, sh- a shitload more of them that now go from Origin and go back to Pacific Nations. So, progressing forward another ten years, it is a massive problem if we get this this position wrong, isn't it? And that policy that they have about getting the best coach, I said to Greg Peters yesterday, well. It should have an extra wording in there saying that you can't coach New South Wales, Queensland or Australia because the conflict in 10 years' time is probably going to be worse, don't you think? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And the, the situation, um, you know, in my opinion, the situation needs to be changed where um, you, don't have, you don't have Tier 1 and Tier 2 nations. You don't have players um, uh, able to do what the Tongan... If, if you play for Samoa and Tonga and still play Origin... Um, which which does uh, it can make it harder for players to choose New Zealand because there is that option uh, because the option is is, is more uh, tantalising in some ways. So David, just on the on the the I guess the process of 
talking to, um, you know, and they have never spoken to me, the New Zealand Rugby League. You know, I've got a voice in media and, and an opinion, as you know. Um, but the process of actually talking to ex-Kiwis, senior players, and taking on board comments, we actually complain when that doesn't happen. Now we're complaining when it does happen. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's interesting. Michael said to, um, I think he said on, on one news on Monday night that he's spoken to senior players and they were they were behind him. So there's obviously about a different bunch of senior players that are telling talking to him than talking to the NRL. But I think it is right. I think they I think um, it was a very difficult situation that the NRL and Greg Peters got put in. That this all exploded in the media uh, just on the eve of the Pacific Championships and how and how they dealt with it. Um, you'll see Michael dodged questions many, many times during the whole campaign about what his future was. But we, you know, with Greg, he, um, he he sort of parked it and said, "Look, let's just get through this campaign." Um, there was plenty of the Australian media said it was already been green, given the green light that he'd be able to do both jobs during it. And from all my conversations with um, with Greg during during that period and the others, it was it was certainly not the case that that the Inzalara ball were just going to lie. Uh, Lie down and accept that he was going. To, Michael was going to do both jobs, and they looked at it, um, gave it serious consideration as soon as the, as soon as the championships was finished, and um, that was a decision that was made. I think, you know, it was, it was a tough one, but I think the NZRO handled this very well. Yeah, I've, I think they've done the right thing uh, for New Zealand Rugby League long term. Where do you think they will go next, David? Everybody assumes it's going to be Kalis or Jones, but there's no reason why they couldn't go back to Australia and find another coach there that they could bring through uh, to do what Madge has done? They could do, yeah. Um, I think it was um, well, you mentioned yesterday, Willie Poaching as well. is a, is a very um, you know, a good, good thing to put out there as well as someone who's done a lot as a coach in New Zealand. It's a difficult, I mean, you, you know, it's a difficult to see how you place that because, you know, just for, you know, remember Stephen Kearney was the, was the Kiwis coach and he, um, he quickly jumped out of that to I left him in the lurch a bit to go and coach uh, the Warriors. Um, it's, it's the same thing for, in, you know, if you think of football as well, you know, international coaches, Gary Southgate, is that seen as like the, top, the pinnacle job in coaching for, for England in football? I don't think so. Club, a, a club coaching in NRL, this is the Premier League, that's the thing, I think that's where most coaches regard as the pinnacle rather than coaching in a club. Um, so you've got to find the right person who who is... Maybe ambitious, but maybe ambitious long term. But he's very happy um, uh, to be where he is for now. And I think, and uh, the two obvious candidates, I think, obviously, are Nathan Kalis and Stacey Jones. And I think Nathan seems to be more, when you look at how his coaching career has gone, more sort of uh, on an upwards path and with more sort of heading towards eventually becoming an NRL coach. Well, with Stacey, I don't think it's really his. Uh, what's driving him? He, you know, he's, he's, he was a Kiwis. Sorry, he was a um, Warriors um, interim coach for the last uh, last year for for half a season when Nathan Brown left. Uh, I think he'd be happy. He'd be more happy and content doing his Warriors job uh, and also doing the Kiwis without sort of being further ambitious that he would be, he would dump the Warriors, uh, the, the Kiwis, and leave him in the lurch like others have done. And, you know, he, uh, um, and certainly with the with the with the reputation that Stacey's gone and what he's done for the Kiwis over the years, um, you know, I think he'd be an outstanding coach for the Kiwis. Yeah, I, I yeah can't can't argue with it. I I, I think uh, as you said, 
Caters feels more like your head coach, and some people are better head coaches, and some people are better assistants. So mm. we'll have to see what they do on that front. Hey, I just wanted to address something, David. We had a text through, and we've had a few of these texts through, and I've had messages through as well. Uh, we've got a guy who listens to us quite a lot out of Christchurch. Uh, we call him Mark, size 12, because he's got the big paddles. Uh, and, and Mark has texted through, and he said, Boys, you guys are just guessing. It's plain as day that for some reason they don't like Maguire. How about getting him on the station, get his point of view, instead of getting people on that are guessing of what he thinks? Now, uh, what I want you to, uh, to 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 put to bed for us, David, is you have talked to Michael Maguire. The people on the station have talked to Michael Maguire, and we are reporting basically what he said. So this is his point of view. He's had an opportunity to go, hey, stay and coach the Kiwis if you want, but you can't do the Blues job or go and coach the Blues and leave the Kiwis. That was his decision, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's right. There was, there was no... He was given this... this a simple choice, you know, you can't do both jobs, you can carry on doing this one if you want, or you can do the other one. And uh, at the end of the day, he said he'll do the other one, that's it. Yeah, and that's, yeah, sorry Mark, yourself again, you know, with that type of uh, question, you're probably going to end up with a wooden spoon, mate, if you're not listening to, <laughs> to what people are actually saying. Um, David, so when you're, when you're talking about that, you know, you're really talking, I love the way that you're talking around, you know, about, it's about a person that isn't, um, I guess worried too much about this ego ego side of the NRL and the Australian way because for so long we've been the the, the poor cousin of of Australia. You know they've got the the glitz, the glam, the origin, and so on, and, and little old New Zealand struggling every day to, to to rub two coins together to get their their community going. So in that in that sense, when a when a coach gets appointed. It's sort of this is what people are missing out. It sort of means more to New Zealand if they if they have that opportunity in New Zealand to become their Kiwi coach as a Kiwi. And do you think if it is Stacey Jones, then you know that's sort of the decision that will help, I guess, our our people continually th- um, thrive to be in the New Zealand pathway because pathways at the moment are just non-existent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one of the great things that they did this year was have the um, the Kiwis A team. You know, just to show another another bunch of players, uh, NRL players, that this is the key. This is the pathway you could be on with the Kiwis, and it was fantastic. I think what they did, and they had them in the same hotel, uh, same trade training together as well, um, just to, to widen the squad. Um, and, and the players got you know the, the player pool that they've got available for that. Um, uh, you know, and I think that's one of the things that was that should be commended for for this year. Um, but I think as well, um, in terms of the public perception of the Kiwis as well, I think it's gonna it's it's taken a while for it to to build back up um, because it's been it's been so rarely that they played in New Zealand over the last few years, and it's not just because of COVID, but just because of trying to have tests in uh, in New Zealand and especially against Australia. Who, who rarely play and rarely, rarely, rarely play in New Zealand. But it just means the, the more the chances they get, the more opportunities people will get, it will build that brand up in um, in New Zealand. And hopefully you'll see, we'll see kids walking around in Kiwis jerseys like we see them walking around in Warriors jerseys or, or um, uh, All Blacks jerseys in the future. Uh, I think the Kiwis is an incredible, incredible team, incredible brand. You know, and as you know, being part of it yourself, Tony, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's one of the teams that we should be cherishing in New Zealand, and I just hope that they uh, um, more more days like what happened in Hamilton a few weeks ago 
you know, continue to build up the Kiwis. Yeah, that's what we hope. That's what we hope, David. I hope uh, they can continue the good work that Madge McGuire has done in the job. Uh, thanks very much for your time this morning, mate. And keep up the good work at stuff.co.nz, eh? Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Dave. Uh, David Long there with us from stuff.co.nz. If you haven't read his opinion piece, uh, it is well worth a read, and it certainly outlines a few things.